You are listening to a message from Southview Church, located right outside of Nashville in Spring Hill, Tennessee. Now here's our featured sermon of the week. Let's get deep into 1 John, shall we? You ready to do this? We're going to land this plane today. This is the fifth chapter, the fourth session of getting into the Word. I hope you're hungry today. I'm going to share a lot of things. Let me share this with you first and foremost. It's going to sound kind of scattered But I'm going to share all the thoughts I think John is sharing in the fifth chapter. And my hope is that it all comes together in a bow. We know this. John was an older man teaching this letter. He was sharing this letter probably in his maybe late 90s or even 100 years old. So he had walked with Jesus probably in his late teens, early 20s for three years. And then may have spent anywhere between 80 years walking that out with the church. So this man knows a thing or two about the body of Christ. Not only is he talking about Jesus, but he actually walked with Jesus. So here is what he's saying. And what I've learned about letters, and anytime you're writing a letter or you're writing an email, um, some, some people know there's a compliment sandwich, right? You know what I'm talking about? Some of you know what I'm talking about, communicators. You start off by saying good things, you end by good things, and then in the middle you... You drop the the nasty things like you need to change this and that. So I think John is doing something at the end, but I also think he's saving some of his nuggets for the end of the letter. So let's start at the beginning of chapter 5, verse 1. Everyone who believes in Jesus Christ is born of God, and everyone who loves the Father loves whoever has been born of him. By this we know that we love the children of God, that we love God and obey his commandments. For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not burdensome. For everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world. Everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world. Uh, Overcomes the world. I'm trying to encourage you. For everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world. Our faith. Who is it that overcomes the world except the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? Today, I want to end this letter with the title, World Champs. World, turn to somebody and say, I'm a world champ. Tell them. Flex on them. Flex on them. I'm a world. You can even dab on it if you want to. I always like to throw the dad dab out. Just completely embarrasses my family. Lord, we thank you for your, uh, I'm going to pray, try to bring it back. Lord, we thank you today for your presence in this place. We thank you that we are more than conquerors through Jesus Christ. We thank you that we're a church that's willing to do whatever it takes when you say to do it. Ooh, I'm excited about the future because I know that you're leading and guiding us into new territory. And the way that we build church is going to be different. So, Lord, have your way. May we go deep. May we go deep. In Jesus' name, amen. A few years ago, I got to experience what it was like to be a world champ. Some of you may know. Don't, 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 you don't know where I'm going. Everybody settle down. Everybody settle down. This is my message. Section over here. Do we have security or something? Could you silence these people? Every, a couple years ago, I had an opportunity. I'm going to preach over here because there's distractions over there. I got to be a world champ when my Philadelphia Eagles defeated the evil empire known as the New England Patriots. Can I get an amen? Can I, Derek, I'm sorry. Derek, I'm sorry. Derek's not happy with me. Somebody had to do it. I'm thankful we did. Now, because of my allegiance to them, I got a Super Bowl ring here. Anybody want to see it? 
um, notice, just watch your eyes. Watch your eyes there, Claire. It's very bright and so many diamonds. This is completely real for those of you that are doubting. <laughs> Some of you still don't believe me. It's not real, by the way. The reality is I did not play in the Super Bowl, but I sure felt like I won it, and I brought a video to show you. This is at the very end. You can turn the sound up a little bit. Let them hear their pastor screaming and yelling. I was contorting in ways that no man should ever contort. My wife almost dropped our baby. People are hugging. They don't even know why. They're not even Eagle fans, but they're hugging each other. People's marriages are being restored. Lives are being healed. Somebody got raised from the dead there. Okay, that's enough. They can't take too much of this. It's too much glory. I didn't personally win, but man, I sure felt like I did. I don't know about you, but it's nice when you don't have to do all the heavy lifting and someone else wins for you. Good news. Do you guys know my message? Did somebody send you my good news? John 16, Jesus says this. He says, I've said these things to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you have tribulations, but take heart. Ooh. I have overcome the world. I am a world champ, and because he lives in you, you are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus. Come on now. Derek, do you want to hold this ring? Derek's not itching. Oh, I know you have more rings. Unbelievable. Let me say this to you today. <laughs> when we live from a place of victory, we don't live in a place of defeat. When you truly understand that you are a world champion, you will live life differently. This is a huge deal. And John is stating this. Now, we're going to talk more about this, but first and foremost, I want to give you reasons why you win. Let's call this the wrap-up. Let's call Grandpa John's sitting you down in his living room, sharing with you the reasons why you win, children. And let me give you some wrap-ups. First week, we talked about light it up, chapters one and two. That's assurance of salvation. When we walk in the light and we practice righteousness, we can overcome the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. That's good news right there. Number two, second week, there's a spy in the camp. He's given us discernment. We have active truth in chapters two and four to rightly divide the word of truth and discern what is true and what is not. How many know we need discernment more than ever? We need to discern the times like the sons of Issachar they discerned the times, and they knew what to do. Come on now. The third one, next level love. Last week, chapters three and four, that's a supernatural love where you love God and you love others, but you do not love the world systems. Come on, you're, you are in the world, but you're not of the world. God's love changes your relationships, your response, your identity, and your confidence. But wait, there's more. John leaves these nuggets for the end. And I want to share with you today three ways, three more ways you win. Number one, winning testimonies, forgiveness of sins, and we have answered prayer. Are you interested? Are you excited? Do you want to learn more about what you win Come on now, let's get into it. Winning testimonies, 1 John 5, verses 6. This is he who came by water and blood, Jesus Christ. Not by the water only, but by the water and the blood. And the Spirit is the one who testifies because the Spirit is truth. For these are three that testify. For there are three. The Spirit, the water, and the blood, and these three things agree. You have three testimonies that you should be living out. Three things that testify of Jesus. 
They remind you and people around you that he is alive, that he is full of love, and he's, you are walking in his power. The blood, the testimony of salvation. That's the first and foremost thing. When you receive Jesus as Lord and Savior, the blood washes your sins away. It covers you. It says you become white as snow. Come on now. You have a testimony of salvation. Number two, you have water, the testimony of declaration. When you testify to other people, look what God has done to me. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And the last one is the spirit, the testimony of activation. You have now been activated with the same power that rose Jesus from the dead is now in you. So you have three things. John is establishing the importance of all three of these things in every believer's life. I hope that you're walking in these testimonies. I hope that they are living, breathing, and alive in you because that is one very important way how you win. Turn to somebody and say, you're a world champ. Remind them again. Keep telling them, you're a world champ. Now, this next one, we're going to have to do a little teaching. Is that okay? I'm going to have to dive in a little bit. I'm going to try to get this done as if we had an hour and a half, but we only have 70 minutes. That's okay. Forgiveness of sins. Now, let me just say this. Before we get into this text, this text is one of the most difficult scriptures in the Bible to interpret. Your boy here today is going to try his best. I've done a lot of research this week, but I know this that people are disagreeing on exactly what John was saying. Let me say this to you. John was writing to an audience that already knew some fundamental things that he knew. And so sometimes when we read the Bible, we have to remember context. Who was he writing it to? When was he writing it? Why was he writing it? And the things that people would have known when he wrote it. So when people try to discern this particular chapter, what we don't know is what the people of that time knew. He didn't break it down. He didn't really open it up. He didn't really explain all the things. So I'm going to do some investigative research into things. You know what? When you're studying the Word, let me say this. There may be something that we don't understand fully, so in order to understand it, we have to go find scripture that we do understand. And we begin to parallel, because we know this, scripture does not contrary, is not contradictory to itself. Now we may see that and feel like that in certain ways, but the Holy Spirit brings understanding to know why he could say one thing and then say another. So here's what it says, 1 John 5, if anyone sees his brother committing a sin, not leading to death, he shall ask and God will give him life to those who commit sins that do not lead to death. But there is a sin that leads to death. Oh, I do not say one should pray for that. All wrongdoing is sin, but there is a sin does not lead to death. What is that sin? For we know that everyone who has been born of God does not keep on sinning, but he who is born of God protects him and the evil one does not touch him. What is the sin leading to death? Interesting. There's a lot of interpretation on this. Some people believe that that could be a sin that leads to physical death. How many know that if you sin and you do dangerous things, you may actually end up dead? That's real. But there's also some people that believe that the sin is a eternal damnation. Some people are going to sin in a way that they have no salvation for their soul. Well, what does it mean and what is that sin? I'm glad you asked. Let's dissected a different way. 1 John 1, 9, same author, same letter. It says this, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. What that states is that we know that God forgives sins. God is not limited to your messiness. 
Amen. <laughs> For those that sin much, love much. Why? Because they know how much God's grace covered all their nastiness. So we know God forgives sins. So let's go even further in understanding this. 1 John 3, 9. No one born of God makes a practice of sinning. For God's seed abides in him, and he cannot keep on sinning because he is born of God. We run that alongside of 1 John 1, 8, which says, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. So if we take both of those scriptures as truth, we can apply this statement. We know that we should not keep on sinning, but we also know that sin can be present. Let's keep going. Proverbs 29.1. He who is often reproved yet stiffens his neck will suddenly be broken beyond healing. What that statement in Proverbs says is we know that repentance is necessary, that we can't keep on sinning. In fact, there are places where some people have sinned so much that they now gotten to a place that they're beyond healing. There's many stories in the Bible where people reject God. Many stories, and we know the outcome of what happens there. Let's keep on reading for more truth. 1 Corinthians 11, 28 and 30. Let a person examine himself. This is regarding communion. Paul is talking to the church of Corinth. They were taking communion in the wrong way. They were belligerently coming before the table and not only not reverencing Jesus's, the sacrifice in the table that he instituted, but coming up there without having, with, with having ought against their brothers and sisters they were taking communion with. So Paul says, let a person examine himself so that when he eats the bread and drinks of the cup, if anyone eats and drinks without discerning the body, eats and drinks judgment on himself. Now this verse 30 gets me every time. That is why many of you are weak and ill and some have died. What that statement says to me is unrepentance leads to evil things. Can we all agree on this? Now some of you are like, ooh, this is tough, but this is scripture. And we have to be able to rightly divide Scripture so we know the truth. And what Paul is saying here is he's saying you can't just do things flippantly. You can't just come before the table haphazardly and really think that that's not going to affect you. Okay, so now let's go back to the sin that leads to death. Many of you in this room, including myself, probably ask yourself, oh my gosh, what if that's me? I hope that's not me. The fact that you're even asking or worrying about that states that it isn't you. Let me explain to you a little bit deeper about what I believe John is saying here. Again, you take what I'm saying to you, you rightly divide it, you bring it before the Holy Spirit. There's people all different spectrums of what could be that sin. Because how many know, just tell me the sin, I won't do it. We always want the easy way out, right? Whatever that sin is, I won't do it. We're going to be good. But I don't think it's that deep. Actually, I think it's deeper than that. Let me say it this way. I believe this. When we look at the context of 1 John, we understand the whole letter in its entirety. Again, that's why we read things for context. We don't just take a scripture out and then believe that it becomes magically something we want it to be. So we understand that earlier in the chapter, Paul made, or John made a very important discovery. He discovered that there were people that were in the church, leaving the church, and now teaching a different doctrine. We talked about this, Gnostics, where they believed that Jesus, yeah, he was a good person. We don't believe he came in flesh. They take away the very essence of the gospel. So he says this. He says, they were from us, but they're not of us. Now, I think it's interesting to understand that because I believe that John is now ending the letter with a warning. 
He's saying, watch out for these people. And I will say this. I believe he's saying people that knew God and choose now to live in opposition, these are the false teachers and false prophets he's telling you to look out for. They refuse to repent and have reached a point where they are beyond repair. This is apostasy. This is a very dangerous place. This is not normal Christianity, but someone who has actually known the truth, walked in the truth, has belligerently and decided to turn away from the truth and actually deny Jesus, deny the Holy Spirit, and walk in opposition to the very thing they once believed. John is not mixing words here. He's saying, do not, hang, do not even worry about these people. Pray for those that are dealing with other sins. But these kind of people, be very careful. Now, will they go to heaven? Will they not? Here's good news. It's not for us to decide. I think many times we get so worried about things we should not be worried about. Well, how do I know if I'm supposed to pray for them or not? Just pray. I'm trying to make it real easy for you. Well, Pastor Mark, you're not really giving me a definition. That's okay, because there's some things we have to wrestle with. There's some things in Scripture we don't know until we see the, the living, breathing Word of God face to face. And so I want to remind you today that we need discernment. Because there's times where you're going to press in and pursue, and there's times you're going to let go and let God. And you need to know when that, it, listen to me, I'm going to say that again. There's times where you need to press in and pursue, and there's times you need to let go and let God. And we need to be a people that understand that it's not wrong to allow people to go through their sin so God can meet them at the edge of their rope. Thank you, Sandy, for clapping. Let me just say it this way. For some of you, you're trying to be a savior when Jesus has already done the saving. So many of us, you have to step back. I remember the Lord did this one time to me earlier in ministry when I was just wanting to help people, you know? So, you know, help pay their light bills, help pay this. And I remember there was one couple in particular we kept helping. And the Lord, I remember he spoke to me. He said, stop getting in my way. And I'm like, God, what are you talking about? I'm doing the right thing. I'm blessing people. He said, no, no, you don't understand. I need them to get to the end of their rope so they finally change the way they operate. And every time you step in, you become the savior. Let me do the saving. That was a very revelatory time for me because I had to realize that sometimes your good intentions can actually get in the way of God moving. Now, let me say this, bottom line, sin in any form or function, should not be affirmed. Do not affirm sin. This is a world now, we are getting crazy in affirming sin. I wish I had more time to tell you all the different sins, but you don't need to hear them because you already know. It's nuts. Speak truth in love. Truth is what sets people free. So, all of this leads to what I believe Grandpa John is telling us today, good news. This is you win. You ready for this? We have answered prayers. 1 John 5, 14 through 15 says this, and this is the confidence that we have towards him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And we know that he hears us in whatever we ask. We know that we have the requests that we've asked of him. People love this one. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We love this, right? Ah, I saw that new car on that car lot. Ooh, I ask of you, Lord. Hallelujah. See that girl up in the club. Ooh, hallelujah. Should be up in a club, by the way. That's the problem. 
Oh, Lord, I need that job. Oh, Lord, I need that dress. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus, we start using holy words and bringing out 1 John 5, 14 through 15. And I need you to stop. Because God is not a genie in a bottle. He is not someone we can just rub and he'll, ooh, okay, whatever you want. That is not how it works. And that is not what Grandpa John is telling us. In fact, know the context. And I want to say this. I hate, and I use that word strongly, I hate teachings that says we can have everything we want despite the state of our life. Some of us are praying for a new car and we're not walking in proper relationship with our spouse. Some of us are asking God to bless us, and we can't even do the right thing in our relationships with people. We can't forgive our neighbor, but we want God to bless. Listen, I could say all the naming and claiming scriptures and make you feel good, and I'll get this place packed out, and we'll all follow Jesus because we'll all want Bentleys and Rolls Royces, and I'll be walking out with a cane and a purple hat, and you'll be, you'll be bowing down to me, and hallelujah, oh, there's the bishop, you know? Listen, listen, listen. All I know is, if you serve Jesus, you're going to have to give him your all. So when we use scripture like this out of context, what we're doing is we're giving a false gospel to a world that thinks that Jesus is just sitting up there waiting for requests to come by his, his, his little Blackberry, and he's going to type it out. His little flip phone, his Motorola Razor, he's going, he's going oh, let me, let me get back to them. Now, let me explain this to you. The devil loves to give gifts, too. So if you're living in sin and you're praying for blessings, the devil's like, oh, I'm going to give you some of those blessings. I'll give you that girl up in the club. Oh, whatever you want. How many know that we need to know this, that if your life does not line up as a child of the king, what makes you think you get access to all the bonuses of being a child of the king? So if Grandpa John was here today, what he would say is that scripture applies when you walk in the precepts. See, action gardeners a response. Let me give it to you this way. When my Eagles won the Super Bowl, yes, I'm back on the Eagles thing. When my Philadelphia Eagles won the Super Bowl, they didn't beat the greatest of all time, Tom Brady, just by hoping, naming, and claiming that they were going to make it happen. Come on now, on that field. You don't just go up on there and go, well, man, I, you know, hallelujah. You know, greater is he that is in me than he's in the world. No, they worked hard. They stepped up in the midst of injuries. They believed in one another. And here's the deal. When we won the Super Bowl, uh, I mean, when they won the Super Bowl, I did crazy things because I was so excited. We were world champs. You know what I did, Dan? My dad said, you want to go to Philly? I said, let's go. So we went out and we battled through millions of people. It was freezing cold. We were wet and whiny and crazy and we were doing things we probably shouldn't have done because why would grown people go out there and stand there for hours just to wait for something to drive by so we can cheer we were so excited because we were world champs how many know that when you become a world champ you do things that seem crazy because you realize winning breeds a different kind of culture you begin to act differently you begin to respond differently see what i'm saying is is when i was there i remember i was watching this thing go by, right? I was watching this Vince Lombardi trophy go by, and I was listening to people scream and holler, people from all over the country coming, and the Lord said to me, he said, that's an idol. And I was like, Lord, this isn't a good time to have a teaching moment. I'm wearing my diamond-encrusted Super Bowl ring. I spent $90 for this t-shirt. 
But I saw them hoist up, hoist up this thing. And for some of us, we get so excited about things like this than we do things like this. So here, here's the deal. It, it, Grandpa John knew this too because at the very end of this letter, at the very end, he says this, verse 21. This is the sign-off. This is the sign-off. He says, little children, keep yourself from idols. Bam, done. Thank you. Why? Because he knew that would distract us from seeing who he really is. See, idols will always be in your life. Could be a Super Bowl ring, could be sports, could be your relationships, it could be the, the, the house that you want, it could be those things that you covet. I'm not saying God doesn't want to bless you. How many have been a beneficiary of God's goodness in your life? Raise your hand. What I'm saying is if, 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 if Grandpa John was here, he'd say, God is going to bless you. I mean that. But you got to walk in his precepts. See, here's the deal. The church get it twisted. We think everything's free in Christianity. The only thing free is salvation. In fact, Scripture says, walk out your salvation with fear and trembling. Work it out. In fact, every day, his mercies are new every morning. Why? Because he knows you're going to have to work out your life. You're going to have to deal with those things. And for some reason, we, we now got it twisted that the grace of salvation, the mercy of Jesus taking our sins, which is by far the greatest thing that has ever happened and ever will happen on this planet, that has been free. But now there's a cost. And the cost is every day picking up your cross and choosing to serve Jesus. And I think what we have to remember is our action and our mindset will change when we operate in victory. We can be victorious against sin. You can beat that thing that is so easily besetting you. You have been given the authority to overcome the world. Oh, let me keep going. You can't have the blessings of 1 John chapter 5 without walking in 1 John chapter 1, chapter 2, chapter 3, chapter 5. Some of you know where I'm going. Chapter 5. What I'm saying is, is if you're doing, you're walking in the ways of righteousness, God is going to naturally bless you because the blessings will come from the fruit that you plant. So if you want to be blessed by God, Work on your life. Get to know Jesus. Get in his word. Be in his presence. Be involved. So, here's John. Halftime pep talk. You're behind. In fact, Tom Brady just scored and had one up on you. Coming back. How are we going to rally the troops? How are we going to rally the troops? I got a pep talk for you today. I want to rally you today for these next few minutes. This is the action before they asking. You do this, I'm telling you, your whole world's going to change. Walk in the light. That means walk against the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. Walk in truth. Discerning of spirits. Know what is God and what isn't of God. Walk in love. Love God, love others. Walk in the testimonies, the blood, the water, and the spirit. Have all of them operating in your life. If you have never been baptized in any of them, please see us after the service. We'll make sure that you get on the winning team. Walk in righteousness. Don't keep on sinning nor affirm others in their sin, but speak the truth in love. If we will walk this way, I'm telling you, you will see the victory in your life. It's not about begging God to heal you. It's about you walking in the victory of the already finished work of the cross. It's already done. We are world champs because we can overcome sin. That's it. 
This is better because how many know the next year, this is outdated. There's another team that's a world champ. We're no longer world champs five years later. Guess what? He will never be dethroned. He will always be seated in heavenly places. He is king of kings and lord of lords. So when you serve the king, you will always be on the winning team. Sin does not have a victory over you. Listen to me, sinners in this room. Sin does not have a victory over you. Sin does not have, you are not a sum of your sin, but you have been victorious. You are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus. Come on, Jake's getting excited. He's coming up on stage. You are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus. Let me keep going. And let me say this to you. When you know you're the best team on the field, you play the game much differently. Church, when you know you are the best team on the field, you play the game differently. The reason why the GOAT, Tom Brady, is the GOAT is because he knows no matter what situation he's in, he's been there, done that, and already won that. If we as the church would operate like this, we wouldn't be scared of public school. We'd bust up in there going, guess who's in the school now? Holy Spirit. I'm praying in the hallways. I'm believing for teachers and administrators. I'm taking this school back for Jesus. We're not going to be walking in fear, living like we're defeated, acting like we've lost the battle. How many know it would be foolish for us to have a parade down Broad Street and everybody being sad? What is, why are you sad? Well, we won the Super Bowl. Okay, why aren't you cheering? Well, you know, I just don't feel like cheering today. I've been going through some things. But you won the Super Bowl, Tina. Yeah, but my life is just not going the way I planned. Yeah, but you won the Super Bowl, Tina. See, God is keeping telling you, I have won the war. I have won the battle. I've defeated hell in the grave. I've defeated sickness. Yeah, but God, no, I am enough. I am more than enough. You can walk in victory because I have defeated every opponent that would try to come against you. The way you walk with God will determine how you fight your battles. The way you walk with God. I'm telling you, I'm learning this now. So now I know that even when it looks bad, guess what? We have Tom Brady. There you go, Derek. We have Tom Brady in the fourth corner at the last drive with one minute left. And he's throwing a Hail Mary to Rob Gronkowski. And that dude can outjump anybody. That's an analogy for some of you. You don't realize what that is. That's not scriptural. In fact, that may be the Antichrist. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. The reality is you are the better team on the field. You are the better team on the field. You are uh, grandpa. Pop John is telling you, you are the better team on the field. You win. The battle has been won for everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world. Don't live like a victim anymore. You are a world champion. You are a world. You have defeated sickness and disease because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. It's not anything you've done so that you can boast, but that we can boast in him because he is alive and he's seated in heavenly places. Thank you so much for listening to Southview Church. Southview Church is a non-denominational, multicultural, multi-generational, Holy Spirit-filled and led community. We believe that who the Son sets free is truly free. If you would like to connect with us further, check us out at southview.cc and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.